Earthlings, and welcome to your weekly dose of newsy infotainment. It's Let's Be Treasonable, coming to you from various places around Los Angeles, including Treasonable Studios, with your cognitive dissidents on the panel this week. She is a comedian, a mom, and a strong woman extraordinaire. She's got a comedy special, I'm Crowning, which you can catch on Amazon, Vudu, and Comcast, just to name a few of the platforms where it is. Dialing in from North Hollywood, ladies and gentlemen, Liz Stewart. Welcome, Liz. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Hello, everybody. <laughs> thank you for being here. I, you know, one of the things that just cracks me up, it's like, you always turn into something between Paul Lind and Madam, as in Waylon Flowers and when you when you say hello. Hello. <laughs> hello. I'm so happy to be here. I thought I'd sing a song. Hello, let's be treasonable. We drop the ease and pass the savings on to you. Liz Stewart, aspiring 1970s gay icon. Well, welcome. <laughs> Always great to have you with us. So thanks. <laughs> thanks for making it another lovely Saturday. As thank always. You. Oh, thank you. <laughs> As always, we are also joined by comedian, scholar, and the black voice of reason. Always a pleasure to introduce Mr. Time and Ship. Welcome, sir. Thank you, Dave. Power to the people. Hey, black power, baby. Hey, you know, it's still Black History Month. We keep it real. I had some more white guys ask me what is what the hell is redlining and who the hell is um you know uh Frederick Patterson. He said, Did Ty, did you know a black guy invented a car? <laughs> uh yeah. <laughs> I did he did do that, yeah, yeah. Did you know the stoplight was invented by a black guy? Yeah, yeah, and a brother made peanut butter too. Yes he did. Yep. <laughs> he didn't put the jelly in, but he damn sure made the peanut butter. Yeah. Well yeah. to paraphrase Nat X, uh the old Chris Rock character, white man wouldn't let him have the jelly. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so good to be here, Dave. Yep. <laughs> Well, thank you for being here. As uh, it has been mentioned from the other panelists, me, I'm Dr. David Robinson. I am your Vin Scully for the impending apocalypse. And we do have a lot to talk about. It has been a busy week. But first, a message from our sponsors at Community Spread. It's morning in America, and people are waking up to the great taste of Community Spread. I kind of want toast, but it can be so boring. Butter, margarine, jams, jellies. I want something new. Here, try this. It's community spread. But you've already taken a bite out of it. What are you, smooth down there? Try it. Whoa, that's sick. But what's in it? What's in community spread? We're still waiting for the CDC to let us know. Well, it's deli- Wait, did he just say the CDC? That's right. Community spread. Available at... Actually, I don't know where I got it. No, but seriously, back to that CDC thing. And it's not just for toast. Pancakes, waffles, sandwiches. Why, there's no telling where it'll show up. Community spread isn't recommended for older adults or people with chronic health conditions. Stop using community spread if you've experienced difficulty breathing or shortness of breath, persistent pain or pressure in the chest, bluish lips or face, new confusion, or an inability to arouse. Community spread. From the folks who brought you, I can't believe I'm not better. It's the toast-topping sensation that's sweeping the nation, and there's nothing you can do about it. 
And new from the makers of Community Spread, it's Unmitigated Spread Variants. If you barely acknowledged Community Spread before, try Unmitigated Spread Variants. The UK variant goes great with period dramas and tea with milk in it. The California variant, made with avocados from Mexico. And the Brazilian variant that goes down so smooth, it's like there's nothing there. Unmitigated Spread Variants, it's time for another peek. Well, it is the 8th Saturday of the new year, and being the 20th of February, that also means it's National Cherry Pie Day, National Muffin Day, National Comfy Day, and National Love Your Pet Day. So, get comfortable with a cherry pie muffin, and to paraphrase Stephen Stills, if you can't be with the pet you love, pet the one you're with. Uh, We are just 31 days into the new government, and as of today, we've got... Timpani. Four hundred ninety-five thousand five hundred fifty-three Americans dead from the coronavirus, and twenty-eight million twenty-two thousand four hundred confirmed cases, with about forty-two million people having gotten at least one dose of the vaccine, with more than seventeen million of them fully vaccinated. And as long as we're doing the numbers, still 628 immigrant children who stand a chance of being reunited with their families because it is no longer Donald Trump's America. So good for us on that front, although we are still definitely in the throes of Donald Trump's America. We are we are still feeling the effect. I don't know if it's just me. Uh, you guys can back me up on this, but. When I was when I was putting the news stuff together last night, you know, it's like I gather stories throughout the week and then send them out to uh, to the panel. You know, usually Thursday or Friday, and it's usually like a good time to oh wow yeah that happened this week holy shit it feels like the second impeachment trial was months ago. I could not believe it was just last Saturday when I started doing right. this this week. It was amazing. Like, oh my God, that was that was just six days ago. Holy crap! What is what is right. happening? So yeah, I'm I'm kind of amazed. And one of the things that I found somewhat fascinating was that it took Mitch McConnell four years to flip his position on approving Supreme Court justices in an election year. And then it only took him four days to flip between the Senate vote on having jurisdiction over the issue and acquitting Trump because, well, we don't have the jurisdiction. It's like, were you not there on fucking Tuesday, you moron? You guys voted. You gave yourselves the jurisdiction. And Mm -hmm. Lady G, Lindsey Graham, uh, going from January 6th, well, I'm, I'm, I'm getting off the Trump train to to now like being full butt boy for him it's i mean it's not well, they, surprising they sent Lindsay they sent Lindsay the uh the the photos of what they have on him just like in an email and they're like remember Lindsay this is the uh dead boy you dug up yeah that well and that's the thing relations with you know time i think time in uh did you post the thing on facebook about Ghislaine maxwell basically admitting that she and epstein had tapes yes so there you go i mean it's compromise and and this is the thing first of all if anyone doesn't know that lindsey graham is gay 
like welcome to 2021 but also it's 2021 there's no reason to be ashamed about being gay unless well, unless yeah. you're part of the party that keeps propagating the myth that being gay is a horrible character flaw or whatever they say about gay people these days. But, I, I mean, I you know, he's a, but he's a Southern gay. You know, Southern gay is different. You can't just come on out and, you but know. He, he, you got to ask their, you got to ask their dad if they can. <laughs> Tennessee Williams? Yes. And he was <laughs> gay, but he was from the South. And, but, you know. He just told, you know, he, you got to be like a Tennessee Williams and just tell everybody, fuck you. And at that time, you damn sure didn't want to come out with gay, but he, they knew, they well, just and, didn't say it. And that's the thing. Knew. It's like, you know, look, Lindsay, we're not looking for pictures. You know, we don't want you to come in with a slideshow from your vacation uh, or, you know, whatever you do with all the rent boys that you pay for in Washington, D.C. But there's no shame. You know, it's like, there's no shame. You just don't need to bore us with the details. But... Like, get over it. Come out. Be proud. Be proud of who you are. And maybe, maybe, just maybe then, you will stop trying to destroy everything around you because you feel so bad about yourself. Right. Right. You know, and this isn't, you know, and I mean, not just talking about, you know, the the perceived shame of being gay, but this, there's a weirdness that it's not just in the Republican Party, it's also in the Democrats that wish they were Republicans. People like Joe Manchin, who said this week that he would refuse to vote for President Biden's pick to run the Office of uh, Management and Budget, Neera Tandon, because she said mean things about people in Congress on the Twitter. And honestly, I walk a fine line. I, I wish I had Liz's courage to to like not give a fuck about being put in Facebook or Twitter jail. Uh, but I was, I was going, are you, are you talking about me or Cheney? Are you talking no, about no, no. Well, I was talking Cheney? about you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tend okay, to be, uh, thank you. no, I tend to be a little more careful about, well, will this get me banned for a week? Yeah. Then maybe I shouldn't do it. But I, I was going to tweet that, you know, I, I would tweet what a pussy Joe Manchin is, but I would hate for it to ruin my chances to run the office of management and budget. So, you know, but I mean, guys, come on, let's consider what we've been dealing with for the last four years, five years of, of Trump and his vitriol. And yeah, Mulvaney ran it before, like near Tandon is like, is like, like I'd be actually qualified. How, um, yeah. I'd be interested to see Joe Manchin's vote on Mulvaney because like that guy you know, like that guy is like the Nazi in Raiders who picks up the medallion and like burns it, uh, burns the impression onto his hand. Yeah, that's who I think he is. Like, if you look at the pictures side by side, you're like, oh, separated at birth or same guy. <laughs> like you never, right. you, I've never seen them in the same room. So. That is that right. is a very good point. And like uh, the the Nazi, what was his name? Tot T O H T. It's anyway, um, much much like him. Mick Mulvaney was only operating with half the story the whole time. Didn't didn't burn the other side. So his you know, his staff daughter was, was the also wrong part size. Of that. Uh, she was part of Mulvaney's daughter was part of that uh, that women's group that helped put the set up the uh, insurrection. 
Oh. Oh yeah, Women for Trump. They had a Yeah, rally. Women for Trump. His daughter and was he got her a job with that. Well, gee, it'd be a shame if she were held accountable. They, check out what they did. They scheduled a rally for uh for like like the week after the certification and then once they got the permit for the rally, they moved it to the 6th right. in a coordinated effort. Now, if that isn't a conspiracy and falls under Rico, Right. Well, they, they, I mean, I, I, I really believe I, I really believe the investigations that are going to be done Ooh. are going to turn up. They're going to just I mean, it's, it's a treasure trove. They're going to find these guys. Trump left his stench everywhere. Yeah, oh, I mean, it, 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 was, it was rotting. I mean, yeah, it's just it's, it was just right. Did you hear Fauci comes out and says that how, you know, you know, how much, you know, Donald Trump lied about him and, and just, you know, just said so many things that were wrong. Yeah. Fauci just said, hey, you know, dude, I can't, you know, no, that didn't happen. That's not, but they were, you know, they had to mm-hmm. walk a tightrope because they didn't want to lose their job. And on, on that topic, I do want to, I do want to throw a little bit of sympathy to, to New York's Governor Cuomo because, Watch out, Dave. Watch well, out. no, no, no. I think he is, he is rightfully getting grief for, for fudging the, the numbers of people who died in nursing homes. But, you know, when I've heard the news coverage and people complaining about it this week, a lot of them are are saying, oh, well, you know, so he's his defense is that he lied because he didn't want you know, the White House to be mean to him. And the thing is, that's much like Mick Mulvaney's burned hand, figuratively anyway, using the Raiders thing. It's not that he was worried about Trump being mean to him. I think the worry was that if he gave the actual numbers that Trump would say he's doing a horrible job and then cut funding because Trump was all about getting the good numbers on his side. So if there were fewer deaths, Trump was definitely going to like give more resources to the people who had fewer deaths and fewer problems because it was easier to fix and PR wise, it would look better in the long run. See, you know, forget the governor, look what I'm doing. So I'm, I'm not defending what he did, but I definitely understand why he undersold the numbers because yeah, and you have a good point. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, and I not mean, to engage in what about um, but if people are upset about Cuomo, just wait until they just wait until the real numbers from Florida come in and 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 let's see what DeSantis has been doing. Yeah. Him. What about is him? It's a Russian propaganda tactic. And I just used it in an argument and I apologize. Well, but but it's, but it's valid. And and it's you know, it's the difference of treatment. You know, I mean, we we all know at this point, you know, and Jared admitted it that oh, well, you know, this is just a blue state problem, so fuck them, let's let the virus run rampant. Oh, wait a minute, it's it's getting into but our Megan states? But McCain came out and said, oh, you guys are not, you guys are talking about what happened with Ted Cruz, but you're not talking about what Como did. And I, I just, like, I, I really, I mean, her father's probably rolling over in his grave to knowing that I produced a child like this. This, this bitch... John I mean, McCain she, has been break dancing in his grave ever since he got married. <laughs> when that fucking quit. <laughs> I mean, she's horrible. Oh, and that's yeah. why she gets into it. Joe, Joe, you know, Behar never gives her a break. It's like, like when she came back from her pregnancy, she said, "You know, I, you know, Joe, Joe told her, no, I didn't miss you.' Yeah, 
Well, she was she was when she came back from her pregnancy, she was complaining about the lack of maternity leave and and all this and saying, oh, well, now that now that it's happened to me, now I, I see that it's a problem. And I think that's that is the Republican mentality in a nutshell. And the, the thing is, that's only like temporary empathy. Once they're out of the woods with the problem, it's not affecting them anymore. Therefore, not a problem for anyone. And this is, this is the mentality that it's the same thing that allows Cuomo to be worried about telling the truth and DeSantis to function, you know, full blaze lying his ass off right and he and he's you know plus you know trump well you saw what you know the reason why he's uh desantis is giving my sister lives in florida and i said i i see that your governor uh is giving all uh, the vaccines to the rich because uh some particular uh group of people uh gave him like uh, 24 million dollars and nine hundred thousand dollars uh donation also she said, that piece of shit, I can't stand it. I said, DeSantis. And that's, he said, oh, if you say anything about me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fuck you over. Yeah. Basically. He's like, he's saying, hey, if know? these guys, you know, if they have a problem with the way we're, we're dishing the vaccines out, then we don't have to give them to your county at all. And it's like, what the fuck kind of leadership is that? This is one of the things, you know, you guys brought up the, the Ted Cruz issue. And I just want to, um, first of all, send a shout out to friends and and listeners in texas and a piece of advice because i've been seeing a lot of reports on the news about people busting up their furniture or artwork or whatever to have fuel to to burn to to keep their families warm and i just want to reiterate that well chopping ted cruz up and burning the pieces will warm the hearts of millions of americans it will not do much to provide heat for you and your family. So do not look into chopping up Ted Cruz and burning the pieces. Um, that's He does live in River Oaks, though, if you need some wood. <laughs> no, well, now, what, what's that, what's that uh, neighborhood like, River Oaks? Oh, it is. It's like the Beverly Hills, because I'm from Houston, and River Oaks is like the Beverly Hills of, of Houston. It's where my father lived before he cut me out of the will. Like, um, uh, it's it's like super super like mega rich millionaires billionaires oil money politicians really? uh, apparently um, a great place yeah. great place to leave your poodle home alone while you How jet off to mexico that? for a week your poodle named snowflake like right. you think he named him named it snowflake deliberately so that he could be like cruel to it and think that he was owning the libs probably well, the wife is the one who sent out the damn text. She mm-hmm. sent out a group text, and they, yeah, let's come down, and we're going to be with Bobo and Skippy, and uh, come on over. Well, that's well, you know, that's I the thing when you they think you're ugly too. I don't know why you're going. <laughs> Although that is such a testament to how detested the Cruz family must be, that you know, you you invite your friends quote-unquote friends to join you for a week in Cancun, 300 bucks a night at, at the Four Seasons, not the landscaping company, 
and they narc you out in a second. It, it is just like so beautiful. Um, you know, the, the, that must be like the one nice thing about being Ted Cruz is you never have to worry about your fireplace mantle being overcrowded with Christmas cards during the holiday season because no one sends them to you because nobody likes Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz doesn't even like Ted Cruz. You know what I mean? Like the guy doesn't even like himself. His wife doesn't like him. They, I, like, like, Do you remember yeah, the no footage matter- when he was running for president and he went to like hug his daughter and she like cringed and like, like scooted Ew, away? Yeah. Like, oh. It's like, he yeah, no wonder you're trying to buy your kids off with a trip to Mexico. But yeah, ultimately cash. Like, I don't want to go with you. Well, and that's, you know, I mean, not like there was any plausibility to his story to begin with. And I love, love so much that that Beto O'Rourke has been working his butt off to get relief, get water to to Texans who are affected mm-hmm. by this, get people well, to warming Singer centers. Right. Dollars. And that's the other thing. Two. Someone, two someone who. And she went down to Houston. Yeah, someone who is also in the House, so you can't, well, you know, there's nothing, uh, you know, a a representative, a congressperson can do. Yeah, actually, there is, and and she did it, and she did it way better than you can. Well, you and your Uh cronies were trying to spin stories about, this is what happens with the Green New Deal. One of my favorite uh, posts that I saw on Facebook this week pertaining to the the Texan claim that, well, this is what happens if you do the Green New Deal. You know, windmills freeze up, and solar freezes up. And someone posted a picture of, I think it's the International Space Station and the solar panels. Not saying it's not cold in Texas this week, but more than a little bit colder in outer space. And those solar uh-huh. panels are working just fine. And it comes yeah, down to Republican governance. And, you know, first they tried well, to blame the Democrats. And even, you know, Don Jr. threw out a tweet saying, this is because of the, the Democrat governor in Texas. And it's like, what, Ann Richards isn't spinning in her grave fast enough to, to run the turbines? <laughs> uh, but, yeah, Texas does not have a Democratic governor because yeah, you guys have been, they you know. Will, I I certainly hope so. I will put I will put money on it. Somebody take me up on this bet. Beto O'Rourke is going to be the next governor of Texas, and Abbott is going to be out on his ass, and he's probably going to get sued. I man, I hope so. And and you know, I'm not going to. Oh, Kemp's over Georgia. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And well, Georgia's. I believe though. I, I believe though that this fuck up is going to turn Texas blue. Well, because because they're cold. Oh yeah, they were told told this ten years ago. It was already trending. Yeah, they were already they were told this ten years ago. This happened ten years ago, and you know, didn't you? What's the what's the the other governor that left? Perry. Oh, Rick Perry. Well, he was was W and then Perry and then Abbott, and next will be Beto. Yeah. Well, fingers crossed. With this idiotic crap that he said of stating that you know, well. We 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 you know we don't mind not having any heat for a few days. We we Texans or what? It's like, dude, eleven year old kid froze to death in his bed. Where does that happen? A, a, a old guy was it, died in his he froze to death in his recliner. 
Can you imagine you go to that same recliner all the time <laughs> and you freeze to death in your recliner? And well, you say, oh, and this isn't- well, we- At least he died doing what he loved. <laughs> well, and this isn't the first time that, that Texas has had cold snaps. We get them like once every 10 years, and they're now becoming more regular because of climate change. And I was there for one uh, a cold snap where like the whole city shut down. Don't get on the roads. Don't go outside. And, and, and uh, for your pipes, turn every faucet that you have on to like a little trickle. Yeah. So that the pipes don't freeze when because I, Houston's not made for that. Right. I right? mean, we did that in Chicago, you know, growing up. It was you always like left the the taps just dripping to keep some water running through them to keep them from freezing up completely. So it's kind of like you know it's one of those things. It's not just because Houston and Texas uh, doesn't have the infrastructure to to take care of it because you know the the Republicans running the show decided fuck regulation. We don't need to take care of any of this shit. It's not going to hurt us. Oh, wait, it is going to hurt us? Ah, well, hopefully it hurts them at the ballot box. But yeah, that I mean, that's like basic winter prep for, for remember folks. remember the floods that they had there? From the hurricane, yeah. Yeah. Oh, flooded. yeah, with like alligators getting in your house. Yeah, yeah, and, the, and all of the, uh, all of like downtown with like the Houston Grand Opera and the Wortham Theater and like, like Houston doesn't get enough credit for being an artistic mecca, you know? Like there's a lot of great art that happens, the Alley Theater, like a lot of great art that happens in downtown Houston and that that flood took out like all of the basements with like sheet music and irreplaceable art oh, pieces. Man. Yeah, but Joel Olsen wouldn't let you go in his place. Oh, that that denture looking mother mother <laughs> oyster shucker. I've got a kid. I'm trying to I'm trying to cuss like a mom. <laughs> That oyster shucker. He maybe maybe catch up on uh, catch up on reruns of the Good Place to to get your substitute swear words. Yeah, they say oyster shucker. Uh, I didn't watch the show enough. It's one of those things that's been on my binge list for a good chunk of the pandemic. But yeah, I know it was like a lot of holy shirt and O fork, holy you know. Holy shirt, and, O fork. You know, so yeah, they uh, the the writers of the Good Place came up with uh, I guess a bunch of uh, swear substitutes because you couldn't swear in the Good Place where they were. I'm not. I'll gonna, have to make know. a spreadsheet. You know, <laughs> like, I mean, like, well, I want to say is this. But <laughs> by the way, this is this is one of the other things that, and again, like great sympathy. I've got a lot of friends in taxes, so you know, I'm not like wishing more ice and and hellfire on on the state as a whole but like reading reports of what people are complaining about and i've seen so many reports of people saying that you know it's been so cold it knocked the electricity out and now all the food in our freezer and refrigerator is going bad and Again, maybe this is just having grown up in the Midwest. This is just one of those life hacks that we know. But if it's like sub freezing outside and you're worried about the food in your freezer going bad, there's there's a little place where you can put your food to keep it cold called outside. Like if you have a garage on your house, if you have a porch, a balcony outside, hang it in the trees to keep the bears away. I don't know. But there, there is nature's refrigeration right there for I you. I haven't heard of that. 
Yeah, I hadn't it's, heard of that. Like, and, and p- people in Texas don't know how to do that. Like, I tell you what, it, it's like when when Houston gets when Houston gets cold, it's kind of like when LA gets rain. You know, right? Like, no, I understand. Like, like people like, are going to lose their heads, but it's like you know? you know, if if the issue is my freezer doesn't work and we can't go outside to buy more food because it's freezing. Like somewhere in there, maybe you're going to make a link. You know, I, I maybe I just maybe. But what yeah, I mean, to like do? I've told people and I know like folks here in L.A. that I've talked to people who grew up in, you know, in L.A. or on the West Coast. Look at me like I'm a weirdo when I talk about this. But growing up like, you know, we wintertime, you make like large portions of comfort food. So my mom would make like a giant cauldron of, of sweet and sour cabbage soup. Or we'd have like a lasagna shit that takes up way too much real estate in the fridge. And that would live in the garage, you know, cause it's cold enough. So it's like, cover it up, leave a ladle in the soup. You want, you want some cabbage soup, grab your bowl, go out to the garage, ladle yourself a bowl, bring it inside and, and nuke it, you know, or, or fill a pot. There and, you and, go. Yeah. Uh, the lasagna, like you have no. a freezer that just happens to also be where your car is and your tools and tennis rackets and what have you. But, another one of those yeah. smart Jews. Just another one of those smart Jews. Huh? <laughs> well, well, we did I come up with secret space lasers, and we, we were able to keep them secret until Marjorie Taylor Green <laughs> <laughs> would have gotten away with it, too, if it weren't for those meddling QAnons. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I still want to know how you got that laser to cook up and burn the, you know, and do all that. You know, you, you, you know, you Jews are smart. God damn it. We're, smart. we're, we're, I, I believe clever is when, when you're trying to, to pin us as, as being horrible. It's, it's that we're clever. We're crafty. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got that, got that, got that ball soup. Was it matzo, matzo ball? No, no, it was, uh, it was a uh, sweet and sour cabbage soup. Definitely like going back to the Eastern European Hungarian roots. It's fucking delicious. I mean, yeah. it's actually, I, I know my sister has our mom's cookbooks. I need to give her a shout and, and get the recipe, make a big ass batch of that. It was delicious. Just couldn't eat chili, could you? You had to go out and matzo make soup. soup. Well, matzo yeah, ball yeah, soup is go good go too, but that's. Soup. Couldn't it couldn't be like the you know people in the south make some make some Texas chili. You just had to go and make some soup. <laughs> we got Always. our own thing, you know. Summertime, you know. I don't I don't know a lot of Texans who made cherry borscht in the summertime. Us, I, I've Mom, never had that. Really, it's good. No. I mean, it's like a cold cherry soup. You know, throw some oh. uh, sour cream in there. Yeah, there you go again. Damn Jews inventing cold <laughs> soup, and hot soup. And- just can't have regular soup. Got to be all different and all. Well, you know, we do, yeah. you know, it's. I, I was going to say, well, we, we can't be like the, the southern folk and like, you know, eat eat every part of a pig from the from the snout to the squeak uh, because yeah. we, we don't eat pig. The tuna, there you go. <laughs> oh, my God. But uh, no, it's I. I fortunately, I was uh, saved or spared from from this. Uh, we never had to. I never have tried them. But my dad used to go on about how his his grandmother would make chicken feet. And oh, chicken feet soup, yeah, bro. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess they would like pickle them in the the jelly and stuff. But it's like, yeah, I you know. I mean, aside from just knowing, you know, we had, we had pet birds as a kid. So I'm, I'm very familiar with like 
you know, bird foot skin. Like, you got a problem with a foot? Well, it just, it like the texture of the skin doesn't seem like something you would want to eat. And then there's really not much meat. You know, you don't see, you don't see like birds walking around with giant shoes to hold their big meaty feet. Right. You know, it's just not a thing. It's like, there, I'm, I'm just saying there are other parts of the chicken that seems like there's, there's going to be a little more reward from the work you put into, to preparing them. Yeah. Chicken dumplings and well, yeah. You know, the I mean, and that's the whole thing with the matzo ball kids. soup. Like you start with a good chicken soup and then, you know, you make your matzo balls and you boil them in the chicken soup. So they pick up that flavor too. It's amazing. And if you're making your chicken soup without parsnips, you're doing something wrong. Just just laying that out there. A little wisdom from my grandmother. She never said that verbatim that or wisdom? in any other way. But that's Jewish wisdom. Yeah. Well, it's you know, I, I'm just saying it's you know, you, you get chicken <laughs> soup, there's no parsnips in there. <laughs> What's a parsnip taste like? Oh, they're delicious. Is it like a it's, potato? No, it's it's more like a like a earthy carrot, and it's got like a little bit of a, a sharpness to it. Dude, trust me on this. Are you you eat meat, right? You're not a vegetarian. Um, fish. Oh. And if I'm if I'm PMSing, I'll have um, red meat. Like if I'm losing a lot of Does blood, that add that in there? Didn't says, you? Eat me. <laughs> well, no, because like, like chicken once soup, month, maybe tw- once every two months. Yeah, you like chicken sure. soup, or if you're just going to make like you know, if you're making soup, one of the one of the great easy ways to do it, you know, I mean, you just take a chicken, chop it up into, into pieces. Throw it in a big pot of water, throw some, you know, carrots, parsley, onions, uh, some garlic, definitely the parsnips in there, and you just boil it, and, you know, the you're going to get, like, some foam on top, you skim that off, but you just boil the fuck out of it and keep adding water, and you're going to get, like, a great chicken stock. If you just want to make stock, you know, there's, like, $5 roasted uh, salt chickens that you get at the supermarket or Costco, take the bones, take the carcass. I, it's one of the things, you know, I love that we get to do cooking tips on this show, but I'll get one of those like $5. Well, dude, like you get like a $5 pre-roasted chicken at the store, take it home, like strip everything off the chicken, take the flesh, make, I, I like to make a curried chicken salad, you know, with golden raisins, apples, mayo curry, you know, good stuff. Uh, Throw in whatever celery is great in there, but then you've got like the the bones, the carcass of the chicken that you throw into water and boil it down, and you get like amazing chicken stock from that. So one to grow Ooh. on, kids. Yeah, yeah, good old days. <laughs> I'll have to make that. Hey, little side note on the parsnip. Um, I learned that they were the first jack o' lanterns, and they were uh, horrific. So if you are by a computer. <laughs> Google uh, a jack-o'-lantern parsnip, and you'll see the most frightening image you've ever seen in your entire life. Um, uh, just check it out. Uh, next year, I might do it. I was going to do it this year, but Ripley's only four, and I didn't want to scare her into her room forever. They are frightening. Yeah. I showed it to yeah. my husband. He goes, whoa! So, huh. Yeah, and, and don't allow her to see the exorcist either. I know. <laughs> I know, like, like, like a, 
uh, oh man! I, I don't know what what uh, what she's gonna ha- like. It, I'm like, if you if you don't come when I call you one more time, you, we are watching The Exorcist. You know what I mean? Like, like it feels like that movie would be like like a punishment of like, so you tried heroin. I guess it's time we see The Exorcist. You know what I mean? I, I gotta ask, as a parent, like, where do you find that line between appropriate punishment and something that I'm willing to pay for therapy for the rest of my child's life? <laughs> Well, you just like I have to get down eye level with them and talk to about like why it's important that they listen to you when you tell them, you know, to stay by you when you're in the street. And like she's only four, so we haven't talked about like stranger danger. Oh, she does know stranger danger, and she also knows how to throw a punch without hurting her wrist. Um, And you don't just tell her that there's a snake in your purse, girl. Don't you now when we go in this store. Don't you move, because if I got found out, you want to pull that snake out of that purse? The <sighs> snake was a belt. <laughs> oh. No, yeah, I don't think, it, we're, we're yeah. doing a non-corporal uh, punishment uh, house. <laughs> yeah, see, my <laughs> parents. Contrast to mine. My, my, um, it was mostly my mom. My dad would just, you know, give you that look that you knew, like, it was time to stop. But my mom's main threat growing up not not to my sister but uh for me was if you don't behave we're going to go home right now and i'm going to make you watch the movies of your bris uh (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that's awesome yeah i'm gonna have to threaten her with videos of like children being born you know (laughs) and be like hey let's check it out you know one day you'll do this no mommy no you know, but right now I just threaten her with like, with like, hey, you know, you aren't going to get a cookie or, um, hey, you know, no more TV, you know, for the rest of the day. Or I have a macaroon if you, if you poop in the toilet, wow. and, you know, instead of on the table, like, um, <laughs> like you know, like, like uh, we negotiate. Yeah, even my step poodle knows the table is a no-go zone. I mean, like, not just for the bathroom, like, for anything. And he's recently, he's been getting very bold because uh, I bought these treats that he really likes. And it's hilarious now because whenever he comes into my house, his first stop is he's got a bed over here that's, like, functions also as a toy chest. So he'll go and, like, nose around in his bed, look, see if there's anything that he wants in there. But then he goes right over to where the treats are <laughs> and sort of tries to climb up on the speaker that, you know, they're on top of and sniff at the bag. And it's like, no. But he's been like, hey, what's on the table? <laughs> and so we're, we're trying to keep him from from getting up there on that. Now, a lot of people may... Well, our cats eat on the table, so. Yeah, that walk around on people's plates while they're eating. Yeah, I'm, this is this is one reason why I'm I'm not a fan of cats. It's like, yeah, you, cats because cats generally don't listen. Like you can tell, no, don't go on the table, and then the next time they go on the table, they'll do it while they stare at you to go, "I'm on the table, motherfucker. You're gonna do something about this." But uh, well, yeah, yeah, no, 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 go ahead. Uh, Fonzie pizza ratted um, my my husband's salmon. Like if you leave like a piece of salmon on your plate, even if you're right there, he'll jump on the table, grab your salmon, and then take off with it. Like he's <laughs> he'll pizza rat, and we call him Pizza Fonz. And I'm like, and um uh, and like we laugh and just get another piece of salmon because we're trying to get him to gain weight. He's a little underweight, so I'm an enabler, and uh, my cat my pets are spoiled. So uh, this is my relationship to animals and I'm probably going to get eaten by a tiger trying to put a bow tie on it. So yeah. these, this is my life. 
(laughs) (laughs) Well, I, I was going to say, you know, People might be listening and thinking this is one of our our patented tangents and we've gone way, way, way off the rails on this episode, which I would say you kind of have a point. But what this all what this all comes down to is accountability. And that is something that we have seen greatly lacking in Washington, D.C. over the last four years. But I think. With the Biden administration and with the Democrats in charge of the House and almost the Senate, and I say almost because, you know, Joe Manchin is is apparently now caucusing with the Republicans, and it's that's nothing new. But Pelosi announced this week that they were going to set up a 9-11 style commission to investigate the causes of January 6th and and the incursion on the Capitol. And of course, you know, the Republicans are are angry about this and and saying that this is this is just going to be a partisan witch hunt. And I I definitely disagree with the witch hunt part. Partisan, yes, not by design. I mean, this isn't being set up to go after Republicans and and find what they did. It just so happens that it's the Republicans in the House and the Senate, and as we're seeing around the country, in a lot of the state houses in the states that supported this, for lack of a better term, fuckery. But the, the thing is, like saying that this commission is going to be biased against Republicans is like saying that the police are biased against criminals and not not just the black ones, which, you know, at most police departments, not all of them. But, yeah, you know, you know why this is going to come out looking like it's biased against the Republicans, because this is a problem that the Republicans caused, you know, who who was out there like throwing a fist of support to to the rioters before they they made their incursion on the capitol was it was it bernie sanders no was it nancy pelosi Uh no was it josh hawley ding 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 yes so Uh you know who's causing the problems i guess if you want to if you want to make it a bipartisan commission maybe we can blame the democrats for letting the republicans have a say (laughs) for honoring what a democracy is supposed to be for not fighting hard enough against Republican voter suppression efforts. But the, the democratic culpability ends there. You know, it's like when I used to, as a kid and I would complain, mom, my sister hit me back. And I mean, I used my sister's name uh, when I was complaining to mom, but the whole thing of she hit me back. Well, would that opportunity have presented itself if you hadn't hit her in the first place? Well, mom, that's not the issue. Why are you coming at me with logic and sense on this? The The problem, the real problem is that she hit me back. What are you failing to understand here? So much as I learned very quickly as a child, if you do not want someone to hit you back, don't hit them. <gasps> Wisdom. From the mouths of babes. 
Republicans apparently do not understand accountability like that. Hopefully, though, with this commission, they will. Because uh, I was reading one of the one of the representatives from Arkansas left the Republican Party this week, and this guy comes from like his. I think it was his uncle, either his uncle or his grandfather was Asa Hutchinson, like longtime Republican governor of Arkansas. Uh, his, his uncle was uh, a congressperson from Arkansas. He comes from a long line of Republican politicians. And this week, you know, said based on the Republicans who goaded people into rioting on the 6th and the fact that they did this through a series of lies he's like this is not the republican party that i joined and his complaint is that you know republicans don't have a home they, there's no party for the republicans anymore no and it's like well whose fault is that you know that's like burning your own house down and complaining now i don't have anywhere to live well you shouldn't have burned your house down. And if it takes a bipartisan committee that is established by a Democrat to at least get it on paper that, no, you fucked up. This All this misery that you're experiencing is caused by you. You know, you guys, the Republicans have spent so many years Grabbing the the Democrats, you know, or just another childhood sibling uh, comparison. But you guys have been doing the, why are you hitting yourself? Why are you hitting yourself for all these years? Well, now that, like, you chopped off your own hand, you know, Democrats aren't going to sit there and go, why are you stabbing yourself? Because... Kind of like that kid at my job who uh, said, no, fuck, I'll just punch the wall. And I say, you know... <laughs> In 30 years, I've never seen that wall lose the fight. Punch away. <laughs> as soon as you start hitting that concrete, that concrete has broken more hands. And, you know, if you want to slam your head, more knots have come upon the head. So when you decide <laughs> that you want to do that, I, I've never known that wall to lose the fight. Go right ahead. You yeah. want to hit solid concrete, and that's what they're doing. They're they're eating their own. They're they're you know, and then they try to justify what happened. Uh, you know everything that's going on. You know, oh, are you going to back Trump or you know, you know, Kissinger? Kissinger is trying to do. You know, he's trying to put something together, and they got a problem, and they got a real bad problem that this guy. That one. That's why I'm saying, Dave. All the investigations have to finished. It's going to take about a year. If they do that 9-11 commission, that commission is also going to open up everything that Trump was doing. And I, what they I hope did. so. Oh, textbooks are going to be filled with the investigations, like classes, you know, like, like, like uh, political science classes will have an entire, like, investigating Trump, like, that's going to, like, make, like, like in the investigations of Watergate look like, you know, going to Baskin Robbins for the day. Well, you know they what said, I mean? you know, my sister was saying to me, she said, well, he wasn't by himself. I said, of course he's not. He's the Charles Manson of the government. Yeah. Manson didn't mm-hmm. kill anybody. Or the Bin Laden. Bin Laden yeah. didn't kill anybody either. No. But I got my people, Mulvaney. I'll tell you a name you haven't heard in a while Don McGann. Mm. Yeah. What does he know? 
They've been trying. Notice, did you notice? They still are trying to get that guy, as well as Trump still has lawyers trying to block Cy Vance from getting his taxes. His taxes. Yeah, that's not going to work. And and now that you're the you know not in office anymore. Uh, well, the Supreme Court's sitting on it. Like they're not ruling on it. They've been sitting on it for two months now. Maybe they were waiting for Biden to become into power. You know, like uh, I want to see like I don't think Kavanaugh is going to make it longer than two years. I think during this investigation into Trump, they're going to be subpoenaing everybody's tax records. And I think Kavanaugh has some dirt on him. And I think that Amy Coney Barrett will probably stick around. I think Gors- I think Brett Kavanaugh is going to either step down or be removed. I think they're probably going to shuffle Amy Coney Barrett to a, a lower court because that was one of the solutions that they were thinking about to, uh, uh, getting the Supreme Court in order. Well, one of the one, of one of the issues with Kavanaugh that I think a lot of people have forgotten because you know which it wasn't at the forefront of the news. There was always a new scandal every five minutes. But do not forget that Brett Kavanaugh had some serious serious debts. And mm-hmm. he was they in the hole off. for a lot of money. Who paid that off? In exchange for what? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's... And Gorsuch, you know, like, and Kennedy. Why did Kennedy step down when he did? And also, uh, um, um, uh, Clarence Thomas's wife apparently helped um, uh, put together the insurrection, was in on the insurrection and helped plan and I helped never plan thought that. that. When I saw that, I was like, oh, my God. But but here's you know? here's the important thing and like time and I know like every week it seems like for the past four years you're like but it's getting it out in the open it's it's showing the corruption well here's here's the issue and this is this is what the Democrats need to do and I think they're finally starting to realize this is that getting it out into the open isn't enough now that we know and now that you've shown everybody how deep it goes. There need to be repercussions. This is, I, I, I'd like to say this is the dawning of the age of accountability. Well, now you can, though. I mean, I, I think there will be accountability. I think that the people, I mean, you know, Trump was their main guy. But if you get all his cronies, like, think about it. The people are saying that the cops let him in now. At the insurrect, they're saying that the cops let him in. Well, and some no, of them. We didn't do it, so they, well, okay, so now suspensions are happening. Yep. Yeah. Because you got to know that that's an inside job. And they're going to find out there were some congressmen who were involved. Mm-hmm. Somebody had to send down the rule and tell those guys to stand down. Someone did it. And, and, and where would, the offices were. Wait, and who who told, and, you know, they were, uh, they told the, uh, the, the military, the uh, reservists, don't come with any type of gear. They were they were doing traffic. Why are we sending our reservists, knowing how many millions of dollars it costs to get them there, to do traffic duty? Mm-hmm. And they can and they and they cannot bring any and to, and we're told don't bring any guns, none. Well, they were they were yeah. There was the uh, Department of Defense like issued uh, an order not to not to arm the National Guard that was being deployed in Washington, D.C., uh, and just setting up like crazy rules. It, you know, it was like 
Fight Club. Like, don't even look at the protesters. If there are rioters, you have to let them riot. You know, I mean, it was like bullshit. But that's that's what we just finished four years of. So, right. hopefully, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not holding my breath. But hopefully, there is going to be some sort of accountability, and hopefully, there will be some lessons learned. Again, not holding my breath, but we'll see. There was some uh, some good news this week that I I do want to focus on because we haven't uh, we haven't talked about it, and I think this is part of the oh my god like this this was another one of those weeks that felt like several months, but Rush Limbaugh died this week and. Speaking for myself personally, uh, and I posted this on the social media because I just thought this was hilarious. So Wednesday morning, I'm I'm sitting, I'm like going through emails and, and kind of trying to get my day started, listening to Morning Becomes Eclectic on KCRW. And uh, when Ann Litt was hosting the show for like, you know, the past few months, she started playing uh, the David Lynch Daily Weather Report on the show. He's, he's been doing this for years and he's been uh, posting his daily weather reports on, on YouTube. It's, it's really quite delightful. And on Wednesday in his weather report, David Lynch gave a shout out to the new hosts of morning becomes eclectic. And in response to their names coming out of David Lynch's mouth, they played the the Katrina and the Waves hit "Walking on Sunshine," uh, which, whether you like it or not, undeniably one of the happiest songs in in the existence of pop music, I would say. And so I'm I'm sitting at at my desk and and at the laptop and and looking you know looking at emails and stuff and listening to the radio. And the happiest song ever is playing in the background, and all of a sudden my phone just starts going off with like news updates and it was the announcement that rush limbaugh had died and it just seemed like the most appropriate song to be playing <laughs> when getting news like that and uh it just it really it it made wednesday a very special day in my house i was i, I just had a really nice day i had a good day wednesday too you know, I was like, you know, when I was like, Rush Limbaugh died. My little girl got into the school we want her to go hey, into. Hey, muzzle tub. The sun is shining. And and are we sure that he's really dead? Are we sure he's not just like faking it to get sympathy? Well, as far as I know, they don't give Oxycontin to dead people. So <laughs> I don't think he would be faking it. Or maybe he's hoping, uh, you know, that by resurrecting himself, he can get another presidential medal of honor. And well, I certainly wouldn't want to see it go to rush Limbaugh. I, I would say if, if someone was able to self-resurrect, you got to get some sort of award for that. I mean, look what happened to Jesus. He got a holiday. You got a few. Of I them. know. He, he did get a few. I got, I got blocked by a Fox news host. Like when they posted <laughs> that rush Limbaugh had died. I got blocked by a Fox News host, some guy named Dan, I think. I've never Dan heard of. Dan Bongino. But, uh, and I just, I just said, uh, huh? Dan Bongino or Bongino? Oh or... no, he's already blocked me. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and and Dana and Dana and Dana Lash has blocked me. Um, but uh, anywho, and Michael Cohen because I told him he was going to prison. Um, this is like when he was still on Team Trump. Um, I was going to say, but, is he unblocked uh, you now that you turned out to be right? <laughs> 
No, Aww. he should. Mike. I prophecies. Um, <laughs> but but I got blocked because I said, "Hey, is uh, is uh, Donald going to be asking for that metal down so that he can sell it on eBay to pay his legal, <laughs> his legal fees?" <laughs> Don't be silly, like, Liz. Donald Trump doesn't pay legal fees. <laughs> You're right. There was a flaw in my logic. You know, first time for anything, though. It, it could happen. But as joyous as it was to receive the news, because I worked, I worked in radio, like in commercial radio in the mid-90s when Rush Limbaugh was like really blowing up the airwaves. And I worked at a group of stations where our news talk station ran Rush Limbaugh and knew the effect that Rush Limbaugh had on, on his listeners. And... The fact that he's dead is wonderful, but the problem is he threw out so many seeds. There were so many wannabes and other people that were just so full of hatred. Uh, becoming right-wing talk radio hosts was the only way for them to vent their vitriol. So it's great that Rush is dead, but he has left a, a legacy of mean-spirited stupidity in his wake. And so, yeah, well, he's gone and that's great. There is still a, a, just a, a horrible problem of other right wing talk radio hosts. So, uh, you know, Joe Biden is doing some great things as president. You know, we're, we're looking at an overhaul of American immigration policy. He said this week he wants to, uh, you know, let loose with a new plan for for rational gun safety regulations and banning assault weapons, maybe just maybe we can bring the fairness doctrine back. Right. And, you know, equal time, I think just to, if, if we can't take Fox news off the air and I know people want to make it first amendment, Oh yeah, you can't ban the speech. No, but you can, have the disclaimers you can have you know the results not typical kind of uh superimposition fine print that again holding people to account instead of like spreading the lies as they do yeah well they get around the um being held to a journalistic standard by calling um their programming uh, uh infotainment or right. entertainment yeah, yeah, entertainment. So they have to adhere to entertainment standards, which allows you to lie to people. Yeah, I think it was um, Harry Shearer who coined the phrase infotainment. Yeah. And then I borrowed it for our newsy infotainment for this show. Yeah. But they need to be held to some level of journalistic standards. I think if you have news in the name, then you need to be held to a standard of news, like Newsmax and Fox News, because the people they really tune in are not the brightest, and they think that they're getting actual news instead of opinion. So, you know what I mean? Like, a, it needs to, it, yeah. Well, they know, I mean, now it's just about selling you what I want to sell you. I mean, it, I mean, that's how Trump got in office. We put a reality TV star in office. I didn't vote for him, but I mean, they did, and they, he's the honey boo-boo of whatever, and it's the same thing with, you know, Fox News. I give you an opinion. I'm not really giving you the news, and we don't like what you, but so you've totally just said local news, all news is fake, you know, but that car chase that you're seeing on television, that's not fake. 
that's real. You know, and Trump would only call fake news as long as everything was saying things were being said good about him. You know, and they they've totally uh, just destroyed. You know, they put out so much disinformation. Those of us who, as they say, woke, we were able to see through the bullshit. Those that don't, they're screwed. And those are the, that's that 80 million, that 80 million that voted, that love this guy, that's, you know, the orange man, the family, you know, the whole double standard. You know, you can't wear a tan suit, but if Trump wanted to wear a tan suit, it would have been okay. Obama couldn't wear one. You know, wife can look like a, a strip. She'd be a you know a strip model. You know, they talk about all this evangelical and abortions and all this shit. You know what happened? Michelle Obama decided not to wear any sleeves and, and got destroyed. Mm-hmm. You know, Melania has had so many abortions. I mean, like <laughs> you know that she has. You yeah. know she has. And the only reason why, like. You know, Baron came out is because, you know, she was going to get paid. But that girl. Well, I think she just wanted to make sure the prenup stuck. You know, it's like mm-hmm. it's a phrase that I had never heard before. Learned it from a friend of mine who married a military guy, uh, who's who's a great guy. This isn't like going to be an indictment of people uh, who are involved in the military. But someone was asking, like, after they got married. And the conversation was about, well, when are, you, when are you having kids? And someone apparently told him, dude, you got to kid her down. You got to kid her down. Uh, which uh, oh, apparently, you know, is the the saying of, you know, yeah, you, you knock her up, you, you put a baby in there, and now divorce is going to be really hard. Uh, yeah, and so I, I think that's that was Melania's intent with uh, with having Baron is yeah she had to if she if turned i in have her baby punch card, her abortion punch card she was about to get a sandwich for free <laughs> free sandwich mm. free sandwich <laughs> well one final thing to talk about this week, uh, that there there is no such thing as a free lunch, but there is such a thing as the Ku Klux Klan Act, and that is what is being used by uh, the NAACP, and uh, I guess the the Democratic Chairman of the House Homeland Security Committee to sue Donald Trump and Rudy Giuliani for conspiring with the Proud Boys and Oath Keepers to incite the riot on January 6th. Uh, so, uh, mm, again, so delicious. accountability. A uh, hundred years after his daddy was arrested at the Klan rally, <laughs> he is the, the, the KKK law is going to be used against him. And it's just, it's delicious. Well, and... and uh, I'm here for it. Here's here's one thing that I I don't. This is my ignorance of the law that you know, and I I certainly don't want to be like you know the the person who discovers like oh wow garam masala is a wonderful spice and now I'm putting it in everything, uh you know. But it's I've never used it. It's in my kitchen. It's you know we'll we'll talk after the show because I've messed around with a little bit, uh, but adding it to curries fantastic stuff throw if you ever make like a, a peanut satay garam masala in there fucking amazing uh mm, okay. but 
to, to explain why we're talking about Garam Masala all of a sudden, uh, I was not familiar with the Ku Klux Klan Act uh, before this week. And when I heard it explained that it's a statute designed to protect Americans who were formerly enslaved and lawmakers in Congress from white supremacist violence. And the, the issue is it can be used against people who foment the violence in order to prevent Congress from doing its work. And I'm wondering, and again, not to like, Ooh, found a new spice. Let's use it in everything. But why isn't anyone talking about using this against Mitch McConnell? Uh, he should, in my mind, at least be looking at obstruction of justice because especially the way the the indictment and the impeachment turned out is that even though Congress did vote and the Senate did vote at the beginning of the week, at the beginning of the trial, they did decide that you can convict a, a formerly sitting president. And he had been impeached while he was still in office so all that was left with was the conviction and mitch mcconnell delayed the senate trial in order to be able to acquit trump and despite the senate voting that you could indict a former president they decided not to on the grounds that you can't indict a former president which is ridiculous but this is this isn't even an, an abuse of the rules. This is circumventing the rules. And again, as I frequently say on this show, I am no lawyer. I'm a doctor. I'm not a lawyer. But Mitch, it seems very clear to me that in delaying the trial past what would have been perceived as you know, the amount of time in which you would be able to convict him, it sure looks to me like Mitch McConnell obstructed justice in order to be able to acquit Donald Trump. Mm. So, I mean, again, just my two cents, not a lawyer, but it seems to me that from what I had read about the Ku Klux Klan Act, it could be used against Mitch McConnell. At the very least, if you're not going to use the new spice, just use your basic seasoning, a little salt and pepper, and hit them with obstruction. Accountability, folks. That's that's there the recipe. Go. That's there what we're cooking up. I support that, man. I think they're all going to get what's coming to them. You know, we just got to get Merrick Garland. And I wonder what, like Merrick Garland, you know, uh, you know, when he was accepting the nomination, he spoke about the purpose of the Department of Justice, which was to protect black people from white people. Like, that's why it was created. So that's I think that's another reason. Why Same with the NRA. Like, well, maybe, yeah. yeah, well, the NRA, I mean, isn't like a government institution, all the, uh, despite the fact that it's functioned like one uh, for, right. for a really long time until they declared bankruptcy. And I wonder, you know, I wonder if they have already moved to Texas and if uh, how, how the cold temperatures uh, work on their gun oil and stuff. Uh, hopefully, hopefully the NRA's guns didn't freeze up when they decamped to Texas because they were being sued out of existence in New York. But, you know, I, I think maybe this is what it's going to take. Like Merrick Garland bringing up the fact that the DOJ was established to, to help save black people from white people. Maybe we're going to see the Republicans start to come out against originalists now. 
that uh, well, they you know. already pushed back his his hearing as far as they can, and they didn't want him on the Supreme Court. Like, there's something about Merrick Garland that makes them all very afraid, and that yeah. means he's probably an exceptionally good man, well, and he's going to do a great job. And I'm hoping the Democrats, I'm hoping the Biden administration learn something from the Republicans, and they've got someone in the barrel who is going to be much harsher on Republicans, on anti-government rioters than Merrick Garland ever would have been. And so they they pull that Trump move. (laughs) She's just so mean on Twitter. Oh, oh, we're just (laughs) so tender. If you don't like Merrick Garland, we can always give you Neera Tandon or Sally Yates. Yeah, dude, that would be amazing. Like, oh, you guys, you want to keep Merrick Garland? All right, so... You're not going to let him in. We're bringing Sally Yates in and we're, you know, we're going to do a a recess appointment. And if you want to fight it in the courts, well, that's your prerogative. But while you're busy with that, she is going to be busy chopping off heads. And she's got backup dancers, assholes. (laughs) You know, I'd love to see her just like walk in and there's like three spicy gay uh, men and women. <laughs> you are an aspiring that. 1970s gay icon. See? <laughs> you want the show. Jar you want the ruffles. On each other during testimony. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want. Oh. Uh, well, Liz, I know if you're ever uh, elected to office higher than the HOA board, uh, there is a Bravo God. show in the making. That oh my you should you should be considering your pitch. You you could be the next Bravo reality star. Oh oh my god! Like on the HOA board, they're pro- they're going to probably like they're probably going to kick me off because of my mouth anyway. You know what I mean? Like Coop was like, "This is why you can't run for office, like real office." You know what I mean? Like I can't. I want to. Have I'm- Have you tried edibles? Like maybe oh, just like, you know, 30 minutes before you go to an HOA meeting, just, uh, you know, munch on a gummy and <laughs> it, yeah. it certainly won't, then, you know, tame your thoughts, but it might help, you know, keep a civil tongue in your mouth as, as I have heard said. All, all edibles make me want to do is just like go for a jog or like get in a canoe and just go rowing, you know what I mean? Or get in a rowboat, not a canoe, but like go rowing, you know, I just want to like lift things, you know, and listen to some music, you know? I wouldn't be able to like run a Zoom meeting. You know? well, maybe a bad idea. Like, They're not for everybody. Ask your doctor if edibles are right for you. They're right for me. It's just that I have to like. <laughs> just not for everything. Yeah, it's, it's not like the like, tampon commercials. You can ride a horse. You can jump on a trampoline. You can lead a business meeting. All these wonderful <laughs> things you can do if you just use our pads. Uh, yeah, edibles not necessarily multifunction like that. But yeah, I'm very singularly focused on edibles. Nothing, and nothing wrong with that. It's <laughs> good to have, good to have the focus. Speaking of what it's good to have, it's good to have a lovely day and it is a lovely day in Los Angeles. So, uh, we've, we've talked about a, a bunch of wonderful things. We are, we are full of hope for the future. I think we've done our job here, so let's get out there and, uh, enjoy the day. And if you are so inclined, if you do have a little extra cash laying around, uh, go to actblue.org and look for AOC's fundraiser for the Texans. Uh, because, you know, it, the, yeah, obviously 
there is a majority of people who voted for the government they have. Although gerrymandering and Republican fuckery and, and voter suppression is, you know, yeah. it, it's real. So maybe not a majority, but maybe one voting just box maybe Houston. Yeah. Oh no, there's, I mean, there's, there's definitely fuckery. I, I'm, I'm not denying that there is, but what I, what I'm trying to say is there are enough good people in Texas and maybe just maybe if we can show the not so good people in Texas that we're the good guys. I know what, what you've been told, you know, for, well, your entire life growing up probably, but we are actually providing help, you know, not scapegoats, help, relief, water, warmth. This is what the Democrats do. If you just want to like sit around and have a pity party and blame someone, well, you know, you got your Republicans who are right there for you. Unless of course they're jetting off to Cancun on that note. I think we've we've had an educational show. We've had a good show. We've had a good time. So let's uh, let's go out into the world and take what we've learned and what we know and make the world a better place. And with that, I want to thank you guys for being here with me today. Liz Stewart, always great to have you with us on the show. Should you so desire, where can people catch up with what you've got going on online or in person in the coming days, weeks, and months? I am uh, Liz Stewart. I'm Crowning on Instagram and Lister Comic on Twitter and Lister on Facebook. Awesome. Or Lister Barnes on Facebook, I think. Well, yeah. we'll, you know, we'll, like we'll tag you in the page and, uh, <laughs> and you will be there. And thank you for being here with us today. Always great thank to have you. you. Sure. For sure. Love you guys. I oh, love you too. <laughs> Mr. Time and Ship. <laughs> we'll see you there in the Texas. <laughs> always a pleasure <laughs> always a pleasure to have you with us as well mr ship thank you for being here should you so desire where can people catch up with you and what you've got going on online or in person in the coming days weeks and months well thank you dave uh, they can catch me on uh, instant time and ship at instagram time and ship at facebook or time and ship at twitter uh or you can get my book my east st louis on amazon.com or my Comedy CD, Universal Brother on CD Baby and uh, Spotify. Awesome. Well, thank you for being here. Looking forward to seeing you again next week. Me, I am Dr. David Robinson. You can find me on the socials, uh, on Facebook, all spelled out, Robinson. On the Twitter, I am at standup fall down and if you've made it this far into the show you probably already know but it bears repeating that we are on the socials on facebook all spelled out let's be treasonable and on the twitter we are at l-e-t-s-b-t-r-e-a-s-o-n-a-b-l we take off the e's and pass the savings on to you the listener speaking of you the listener want to thank you for listening if you liked what you heard tell everyone you know rate and review us on the platforms where you're listening and hey even on the platforms where you're not, we will take the love where we can get it. If you didn't like what you heard, well, I'm not sure why you stuck around this long, but thanks for doing that. Tell you what, you don't tell anyone, we won't tell anyone. Everybody's happy. Sounds like a good deal to you. Sounds like a good deal to me. We will be back next week. Hopefully you will too. Until then, goodbye. Bye-bye.